0: Hello, welcome to How to Scale a Business. I am Bridget Devon, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Patrick Critchever with Stranded. Patrick is the Chief Marketing Officer at Stranded, and he has 20 years of experience and a proven track record in marketing. Stranded is a growth-focused marketing strategy and leadership agency that helps businesses accelerate growth and profitability. They offer services such as fractional CMO services, small business strategy, ADA website compliance, and more. Patrick, thank you for joining me, and I'm excited to talk shop. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Bridget, for having me.
0: Yeah. So to start, can you share with us a little bit about yourself and how Stranded got started?
1: Yeah. So prior to Stranded, I uh, founded a startup startup. Um, in my late 20s. Uh, it was a beauty tech startup. We was essentially, um, it was like the Yelp of its day, but highly curated for hair salons, spas, and boutiques. And we did quite well there. I uh, exited after two years and decided I wanted to start my own agency. And at the very early stages of our company, we were focused on content creation. So we were out developing content on Instagram and Facebook for beauty brands, L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, Bumble and Bumble, Kerastase. Um, we were backstage at Fashion Week most seasons. So it was pretty fast paced. And then I would say, you know, a couple of years into the agency, we we developed more services. Um, so we offered web, web design and um, video co- content creation. We'd offered SEO just to expand our offerings to, to clients. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I got my start.
0: Fantastic. And are those, you know, SEO and the like, are those are also things that you're still offering through, like your, through stranded and through the fractional CMO, um, services. And
1: I would say yes. But from there's a degree of separation now, because before we were offering a lot of these services in-house, but as the company has grown and and aged, I've shipped a lot of the focus on strategy. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people need right now. Um, You know, when we started, uh, you know, Instagram video was in its infancy. Instagram itself was in its infancy and uh, people didn't know how to quite use it. For the purposes of branding. So, you know, we, we took a very highly stylized approach. Now, everyone's got an iPhone 14. Everyone knows how to use Instagram Reels. Things have changed. They don't need an agency to do that for them necessarily. So, I, I said, how do we add value? So, for me, my focus is high level marketing strategy. But if the client needs SEO or PPC or paid social, I will put those pieces around them.
0: Yeah. What does it look like when you're coming to a brand that doesn't have a strategy, and how does that conversation and relationship start?
1: Well, I guess it starts with understanding the company or the founders. Like, I work with companies at various stages of the life cycle. Some are growth, like the early stage seed round funding, some are established brands. But depending on their strengths, you know, like, a lot of startups, for instance, are very product-focused, but they don't have the marketing expertise to come in and say, like, this is how we're going to do the, the go-to-market strategy. So, you know, just having a conversation with them, understanding their pain points, who their their audience is. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm answering the question correctly, but... Uh,
0: uh, yeah. Um, funny, I kind of just blanked on it as well. Um, <laughs> oh, I was just asking, how do you... <laughs> How do you start the conversation with a company um, about strategy and how to approach it that's right for their company?
1: Um, Again, I think it's just understanding um, what the product market fit is. Like, what is it they're selling? Uh, Who is their audience? What is their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are the current marketing conditions? The market conditions, like there are are external factors that play into whether or not a company can succeed. Yes, you, you could do everything you can on your part. But again, if the market is not where it needs to be and it's not accepting of your product, that could be an issue. Um, but again, for instance, if you're a direct to consumer brand, you know, um, I come in and develop a roadmap and say, okay, based on what you're telling me, here's a 30, 60, 90, 180 day roadmap. And we're gonna hit all these objectives um, to, to reach your goals. So um, yeah.
0: Fantastic. So as you've been um, working in digital marketing, what kind of changes are you seeing in the industry and what kind of things are you seeing on the horizon for um, digital marketing?
1: I would say um, technology is changing, right? Consumer behavior is changing, but uh, consumer or technology, I would say, is the driving factor here. For instance, like artificial intelligence, you know, how does that play into Um, this whole thing and um, augmented reality. How are people using that? These are all new technologies. It's sort of like the, the wild West. So, um, but I see those becoming more apparent in how people sell their products and services. And um, I've been a huge advocate for people uh, and brands to start thinking about how to market towards Gen Z. Uh, Like, Because like, yes, we know, but we don't know because it's a fairly young age group, right? It ranges from like the teenagers to 27. And, but their consumer spending power is growing. The labor market is growing. They, they represent roughly 20%, 26% of the population. So they're digital natives. They're highly tech savvy. And um, yeah, AI is gonna play a huge part. I feel like in personalization, and um, just how you, you buy products and services. <clears throat> Excuse
0: me. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. AI is really here um, and it's really a, a tool people are going to be be using. How are you seeing AI um, as a tool within marketing right now?
1: Well, I, um, I, I think companies like ChatGPT, uh, they're exploding right now, but they're still in the infancy. They're still, um, they're still trying to figure out what the potential is of the product and how we use it responsibly. We're just in the beginning stages of of AI, but brands need to figure out how to integrate this into the strategy and use it as a tool to to generate um, sales. And right now, you're seeing people use it for copy, right? Copywriting is like a common right now. Um, there's there's a certain like novelty to it right now because people are just generating photo content or like ai photos of themselves and like that's that's fun
0: mm-hmm.
1: so again we're so early in the stages of ai i think brands are just starting to figure out how to use it but in my opinion i could see brands using it as a way to have communication with the, the customer like yeah. some two-way chat you can chat with the, the bot um, because before you could chat with the bot and it would provide like some pre-recorded responses so like how can i help you oh we're closed but now you can have a full-fledged conversation yeah with ai yeah. and you can tell them, ai this is what i'm looking for this i need a shirt that does this for me or a, a pair of shoes that does this for me and hopefully the ai can solve that problem for them
0: almost like like a personal shopper you know <clears throat> um, that gets to know you and and find uh, yeah absolutely i mean that's it's just so interesting, and it's it's hard to uh, even get a great sense of like what it's going to become because it's just so um, powerful and in so many um, different areas. Um, I also would love to hear. So, as a um, chief chief marketing officer, what's the day to day like for you in your role?
1: So I have a variety of clients across different life cycles, and um, I allocate X amount of hours per week for each company. Um, so as a fractional CMO, for instance, that's, that's sort of like what my day-to-day is like. I, I'm a fractional CMO. I'm installed in the organization for five to 10 hours a week, and I'm essentially driving and leading execution of their marketing strategy and sales process. So uh, they have their existing team. I'll meet with them we'll do our like a weekly Mm check-in and tell me what's going on in the company. What do you need from me? They'll come to me to solicit feedback. Um, I meet with the C-level board as well, weekly, sometimes daily, depending on what's needed. And we discuss strategy. So for instance, I'm working with a company on the East coast that there is a disconnect in terms of uh, sales and client retention. Mm. So, I'm trying to help shore up both instances so i'm 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 in to meet a lot of meetings throughout yes the week. <laughs> I bet
0: um so what's a lesson that your work has taught you that um you know has brought value to you outside of um work but maybe just in um just as a human that other people you'd love other people to know
1: hm um I, my philosophy in marketing is I take a holistic approach to marketing and, um, I appreciate the smaller things, um, like in marketing, a bunch of small wins leads up to a huge win. Right. Hmm. So, you know, um, I tell clients and there's a, there's a a moral to the story, but I tell clients to focus on the small wins. Don't force yourself to hit the home run. Hit some base hits. Yeah, And that's sort of how I approach life too. It's like, I, I'm not stressing about trying to hit the home run. I'm just trying to hit a bunch of base hits. And if you hit enough base hits, you're going to win the game.
0: I like so that. That's, yeah,
1: that's sort of, yeah.
0: I could totally see that. And it's so true because sometimes just the, the big project can be super overwhelming. But when you break things down into like tasks you can do, write down and do today, that that gets you there just naturally to these goals that you have. Um I agree. Yeah. Um so are there any like productivity hacks that you just love using?
1: Um yeah I use you know CRMs and you know I'll use Monday and HubSpot stuff. But my day-to-day stuff I I love task scheduling. Mm-hmm. So I make it a point like I write the night before what I need to do the next day, and I schedule it into my calendar. Yeah. So I say, 11, 30, 12, I need to complete this task. And so it's uninterrupted. You know, that is the time dedicated to that task. And you know, as much as we like to say we can multitask, people brag about being multitaskers, yeah. I would prefer to work on one thing and do it right, as opposed to spreading myself thin. Like can I can I can I type something and have a conversation with the staff member? Absolutely, but if I'm working on different clients and different set of tasks, um, I need all my attention on that one task. So I like to schedule my stuff out.
0: I like that. Um, I was talking to somebody about um, what is it called? Task shifting, where. Um, uh you know just the amount of energy it takes to shift from one task t- task to another and like what you're describing as planning that out the day before it kind of for me i'm always looking at ways like how can i turn my brain off right so like when i schedule things then it means that i don't have to think about that again i just know oh once this tells me what to do my brain is like this is just what you do i don't have to like mm-hmm. do all that planning and um yeah so i i think that's really great um I'd also love to hear too for stranded. So um, like more with like marketing, what have been some great ways of promoting your service and getting your um, brand in front of the eyes of ideal clients?
1: Oh, it's a, it's a loaded question. I would, well, one it depends on the product and service. Are you B2B, B2C? Um, uh, I think the through lines are the same regardless of industry for me. Again, I take a holistic approach. You know, it's like you you need to address all stages of the sales funnel. So I always make it a point, regardless if you're an established brand, you, you have to run ads at the top of the sales funnel, generate top of funnel brand awareness, and then run ads for PPC um, for high intent customers. Um, content creation plays into it. I think, you know, when people making purchasing decisions, they usually look at two or three channels. They're looking at your website, they're looking at your Instagram to make an informed decision. Yeah. So, um, having really compelling contents, uh, on social media is helpful, um, to your brand story and to drive action. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. It sounds like a, a sexy answer, but you know, it's, it's about being consistent. Just, yeah.
0: Um, I love that. And one of the things that's sticking out to me too, is like, Cause you're right when, you know, when you're looking at working with a company or buying your product, you do want to evaluate at least two to three channels, you know, and see what their presence is like. Um, And it makes me think of like a small business owner, maybe that could be a, um, you know, give them a sense of relief that they don't have to be, they don't have to spread themselves everywhere, but if they do a really good job at like their, their website and maybe their one or two socials that kind of could show their ideal clients like a lot of trustworthiness um um, what are your thoughts on that i
1: i agree with all that i would take it one step further and say i would encourage business owners to not just look at who they're selling products like you you, okay you know who you're selling a product to you know that it's like a 32 year old person that's your ideal customer But what you maybe don't know is what is the generational difference between a millennial and someone who's Gen X or millennial and and Gen Z? Because it's easy to group Gen Z and millennials together, right? We just think, oh, they're the same. They're not. So it's really important. I feel like if brands can understand the generational differences, their marketing strategies will be much stronger. Mm, Yeah. Because what Gen Z considers important may not be the same for millennials, And even the demographic is different. Gen Z is incredibly diverse. There's a lot more inclusivity. They're they're focused on environmentalism and climate change and, uh, you know, social responsibility. There's all these different things that are important to everyone, but not as important to previous generations when making a purchase decision.
0: Absolutely. And it makes me kind of think how maybe when you're looking at trying to understand generational differences within your ideal clients and customers, it, you can address it from like, you know, where are the eyes? Like maybe you're looking at Facebook for, um, you know, a generation of, of this age. Um, but maybe you're, you're trying to mix that with content you would have created for TikTok where instead it's like, you know, um, I just can kind of see how, what you're saying is when you have a good idea of who your ideal client is, it kind of tells you where to put, your content and maybe how to create content. That's really engaging for mm. that person I versus agree. like mixing it all up and, and not being really clear and not knowing your, your ideal client.
1: Yeah. It's not enough to know their age yeah. or, you know, uh, their, their location, you know, for instance, you know uh, you know, 50% of Gen Z identifies, you know, BIPOC. Mm -hmm. you know, black, indigenous, and people of color, you know, for millennials, it's 39%. Yeah. So you have to take all those into consideration when you're developing your strategy.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, Patrick, as we're nearing the end of the podcast, I'd love for you to share um, what you see, what your vision is for the future of Stranded, maybe what you see in a year or beyond.
1: It's a good question. I would like to see us uh, continue to be Uh, available to companies of all sizes. I I, I have a a passion for helping startups. So uh, we do help startups now, but not enough. And I want to make myself available um, in the local community offering like, you know, courses or, you know, maybe like um, meet and greets where we can discuss their business for free. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, maybe some of these startups that are incubated or something. Um, I could see us having a role in that. So having a more mentorship educational component to this would be great.
0: I love that. Um, well, before we go, can you share with people how they can stay connected with you or anything else you'd like them to know about stranded?
1: Yeah. If you want to learn more, you could visit stranded.me or you can go to Instagram at Stranded.me, um, or in, email me at info at stranded.me.
0: Fantastic. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us about Stranded and your work and your insights. And for those listening, definitely check out their website, stranded.me, and you can reach out over LinkedIn. Um, But yeah, Patrick, thank you so much. I so appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Bridget.